0: Hello, everybody. We wanted to give you a little bonus feature this week on The Beats, um, having an amazing podcast with Brendan Moorhead at Eat for Earth. And if you are not familiar with that event, please do check out his event and share it if you feel so complied to. It's an amazing event where he really educates us about our earth and eating, properly not only for our bodies but for the earth and how to accomplish that so i asked my amazing husband to talk about nutrition and diet because this is one of the things that many years ago he and i started to talk about and it began an intense conversation over 25 years so here's a little summary of it in about 15 20 minutes our take on diet and nutrition enjoy it Welcome back to the beats with Kelly Kennedy. And this week I have once again, my favorite house or my favorite guest, my husband, Ian. And what we're going to talk about is a subject that I've had a little resistance to when I met him. Um, I wanted to know what the perfect diet was because, you know, he'd help me out of pain. And then I was like, okay, we started working on my allergies and he was like, you know, you got to get off the cow dairy and you got to do this. You gotta do that. I was like, okay, so what should I eat? And then he gave me one of his other frustrating answers for me at the time, you know, energy was the first one that frustrated me. The next one was there's no perfect diet. And I was like, "What? no, 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 I want to know the perfect diets. And so I asked him today if we could talk about nutrition a little bit. And the other thing I would like to say is that the one thing that I noticed when I started working with Ian is that I'd be like, you know, it's been like seven hours since we left the house and you haven't even so much scratched food and you're not interested in food. He's like, Yeah, I mean air. I was like, what the heck's that mean? And in general, I was much more of a regimented eater, much more rigid. I was very inflexible in what I was able to like tolerate in my body. Mm-hmm. Now I have a much more broad diet a much more flexible. But all that came from a lot of the information you had, and then throughout the years. People have written books to reinforce what you've always kind of instinctively told me and knew. So how did that start for you and where did that come from? And what is
1: the perfect perfect
0: ideal diet, if
1: there is one? So I think if we look at our own anatomy, uh, our anatomy tells us what the perfect diet really is. And so there's three primary uh, creatures on the planet okay you have your carnivores which are meat eaters that's your cats your big cats tigers and leopards and even right down to a house cat right and uh then you have uh the the vegetable eaters the uh the herbivores, herbivores. the are herbivores so they primarily eat vegetables and plants and mm-hmm. plants yeah and then you have omnivores which kind of dabble in both mm-hmm. and so let's take a quick second and look at carnivores So if you look at a carnivore, the first thing you notice is they've got big fangs and all of their teeth are pretty sharp, right? Um, And there's a reason for that. The reason is is that they want to be able to bite down on a piece of meat, on a prey. And what they do is they gulp that meat down. They don't actually chew. Mm their jaws don't go back and forth. They
0: pierce the meat. They
1: pierce the meat, they pull it and they gulp it down. Mm -hmm. And so the first indication is we really look at the teeth and go, wow, this animal tends to eat nothing but meat because all the teeth are very sharp and they got big incisors on the top and on the bottom. And we have them too. They're just not real big and they're not real sharp typically. The other thing is that if we look at your uh, carnivores, we find that the digestive tract for a carnivore is only three to four times the length of its body. So it's a very short digestive tract. And so when the meat goes in, it's not digested in the mouth at all. It goes right into the stomach. And because it's so dense, it stays in for a period of time, even in a short digestive tract. And that meat is broken down and finally expelled. If we look at um, your vegetable eaters, you're not omnivores Herbivore. You're herbivores if you look at the herbivores their teeth are flat they really don't have big incisors uh you know a horse or a cow right if you look at their teeth they're very flat and, they, and their jaws go back and forth right and because so they, people
0: can't see us if you're not watching but we're right. we're making a motion with our hands going back and forth versus chomping, chomping up and down.
1: down right and so you know if you watch a horse eat grass he pulls the grass and then he puts it in his mouth and he grinds it,
0: masticates it just shoes it chews up.
1: it up and the uh those animals have an enzyme in their mouth as well as we do uh called amylase. and the big cats and uh carnivores don't have that they don't digest in the mouth but the horses and the cattle they do a lot of grinding and they mix it with a lot of saliva and then it goes into their stomach and then the process of digestion continues the digestive tract for those folks are pretty long. It's somewhere between five and six times the length of the body, okay? Because digestive matter tends to break down real fast, they're already digesting it in the mouth, and so I need a long digestive tract for that to go through so that I can pull the nutrients out of that vegetable matter and then finally expel it. You want to say something?
0: No, it's just so if a omnivore, I'm sorry, if a carnivore yeah. has a short digestive tract because the meat doesn't need to be broken down as much.
1: No, it needs to be broken down. It's just that it takes a long time and it'll stay in that digestive tract for a, a, a fair amount of time. And so their acids in their stomach are definitely different. Okay. They have more acidic uh, uh, digestive juices, and so they'll break that protein, and that meat down relatively easily. Um, but it'll still stay in the digestive tract for a period of time. Okay. And then you look at
0: because the herbivores <clears throat> need the longer transit time through the digestive tract with the enzymatic production throughout it to continue yeah, to, to keep, break that meat to down, break it down over the long period over the long transit time versus just sitting in there for a long time like the um, right. like the carnivore. Right. Excuse me.
1: Right. And so then you have the omnivores, which eat both. If we look at our own anatomy, what we find is that we don't have a lot of sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of flat teeth. We definitely should chew our food and mix it with saliva with with the digestive enzymes that are in our saliva. Mm -hmm. And the digestive tract for a human being is somewhere between five and six times the length of the body. So if I'm a five foot tall man, my digestive tract would be about 30 feet long. Right? Everybody knows that, right? You got a long digestive tract, it's all curled up in there. This does not mean that we shouldn't eat meat. Right. Uh, I honestly believe that the best diet is the diet of a simian, a great ape. If we look at how monkeys and A apes,
0: simian being a, a monkey species. Monkeys. A yeah. mm-hmm. species. Yeah.
1: Okay. So if we look at monkeys um and we look at great apes, what we find is that they primarily eat vegetable matter, Mm -hmm. but they also, and a lot of people don't realize this, they also dabble in some meat. They'll eat insects, they'll even eat small animals. Um, When I was growing up, I had an experience with a lot of different uh, simians for a very long time. And we found that they would get a lot of vegetable matter. Uh, Sometimes we would give them some hard boiled egg that they would eat. And they would also get once in a while, a little meatball Mm -hmm. and uh, the monkeys did very well on that diet
0: and fruit as well,
1: absolutely. Fruit and, and people, organic
0: only, like this was it, it the 70s, be. right? Yeah. Or the 60s. Well, they 60s started in this
1: in the late 50s, and when all so the they way were through
0: treating these, I mean, they were feeding these simians with nothing but organic food it back had to it be. had to be organic,
1: yeah, because they're very sensitive to any kind of toxic load,
0: right? So,
1: all the vegetables and all the fruit was absolutely organic, and so was the meat. Uh, they spent more money on the monkey's food than they did on on our food. So the point being is that um, if we look at our own system uh, and realize, like Darwin said, you know, we're kind of monkeys that lost our tails, our digestive tracts are very long, We do very well on vegetables. We do very well on fruits, and people should not be afraid of eating fruits. I don't think people eat enough fruit Mm -hmm. because of the quote-unquote sugar issue. Mm -hmm. Our bodies can absolutely handle fruit. Uh, Berries, especially. Grapes, especially. Those types of things are really super good for folks. You can absolutely do well on that. So what is the best diet? I think the best diet is the diet that they feed the simians and the great apes at the Philadelphia Zoo with, which is vegetables, fruits, And every once in a while, a little bit of meat because you do need that protein and uh, you can get protein from vegetables. But the issue is, is that most people cook most of their vegetables. And once i cook the vegetable i'm not going to get the protein that i need from it
0: and it's not as dense of nutritionally based nutrition and you know i mean i'm a reluctant carnivore he's called me that for years i don't really love meat right i don't love eggs although i've recently found a brand of eggs from a local farmer that i actually crave and love but i tolerate them Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. food source Mm -hmm. um but i definitely know if i don't eat it for five or six days by the seventh day I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling as good. I need to lead. And we sure. noticed this with you, like you're in the midst of a, a 21 day de- detox right now and you've lost quite a bit of weight and, you know, you've, you were not feeling well.
1: 42 for days. Forty. Oh, it's
0: 42 it's 40, days? Yeah,
1: I'm done on the 11th oh of March. was 21 days. No. Okay. No, no. Whatever. That's okay. Anyway. That's a different process. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the point time. is that, you know, if we need, it's good to have a variety. Yeah, so absolutely. they have a variety. It's not good to be rigid. You know, there's a lot of talk about the carnivore diet and the ketonic diet and the omnivore diet and the ketosis diet right. and you know yeah, the, the pescatarian right. diet and the vegetarian diet and the vegan diet. I think anything that's a lot of diet.
1: I think that anything that's an extreme is an issue for the body over a long period of time. You can do those things for a short period of time
0: as a diet, yeah, but not as nutrition,
1: but not as a lifestyle, right? Because um, I think variety is the spice of life and it's that absolutely goes with for foods as well should we be conscious about what we're eating of course you know you're not want to eat a lot of uh, processed foods a lot of stuff out of cans and boxes and things like that we try and eat as organically as possible. Um, I think generally for the population, especially as you get older less food is beneficial. We tend to, because of the abundance of our country, we tend to eat way more food than we need to. And that's proof uh, in the fact that about 70% of the population today is considered obese. Mm -hmm. And obesity is 30 pounds over your your ideal weight. So, you know, there's been a trend for a very long time, really since after the Second World War, where we've experienced a huge abundance we can go to the refrigerator refrigerator anytime we want and stuff it with anything we want and eat anytime we want and that's caused a lot of health issues for folks so again if we look at our anatomy if we look at our teeth if we look at how our jaw functions it tells us that we should be omnivores not complete vegetarians Um, and in regards to eating meat we should try and eat meat that is farthest away from a human being so on
0: the evolutionary track yeah on the-
1: so fish is great you know if if people can do fish that's fantastic we, we shy away from shellfish because they typically clean the ocean they're kind of a filter mm-hmm. um but fish are very good the smaller the fish the better and then you work your way up the next would be birds mm-hmm. farthest away from us as human beings and then as we continue to look at animals and their consciousness their literal consciousness the higher functioning conscious animals, we should avoid eating them for lots of reasons, not just the dense red meat, but also that uh, you will pick up and you can pick up more of an energetic experience of the consciousness from the animal that can affect uh, the body. So for me, I think the very best diet is an omnivore diet, where it's primarily fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and a little bit of meat.
0: And less food, I would say, is the other and thing. absolutely, like we just got we this eat puppy way too
1: much. We that we're eat all in way love with much.
0: those are, that are listening. We have a puppy on our lap right now. She jumped up here when we were halfway through this. But when we first got her, I was feeding her too much. You know, animal science major over here wanted to make sure she got proper nutrition. And like day four, she started throwing up because I was feeding her too much. So we had to cut back on her feet tremendously. But the thing She's is, is she poops more. like five five times a day for being fed twice. And I think this is the other thing. Like people don't think, that they're eating too much because oh i pooped yesterday once and i ate three times and i pooped once and so stop eating for a few days and if you keep pooping that tells you something yeah right sure. like you, you have a lot I've of backup system. in there yeah. and it's good to take a break from food like we do a lot of intermittent fasting a lot of
1: people do throughout
0: that. the week throughout yeah. the weekends like i traveled over this last week so there was like you know, I waited until 16 hours, because by the time I got home off a of late flight, I ate at like 930 at night. And then I was like, I'm not eating until two o'clock in the afternoon the next day, because I wanted to give myself that 16 hour window, because it was way too late to eat. So it's, it's not following rules too strictly being no. aware of how your body works, yep. giving your body variety, giving it spice, not being being flexible. Yeah, like I know Ben Azadi today, he's he and I are recording a podcast. And we're going to talk about keto flexibility, which is a book he just wrote. Okay. So it's not so rigid, but it's being able to to learn how to turn on ketosis, to get your body to dump its own fat and, you know, being able to, to utilize the own mechanisms within our body. But going back to evolutionarily, like for those who don't know Weston A. Price, Weston A. Price mm-hmm. is a dentist that really looked at all this information and looked at um, the growth pattern of the jaw when we started introducing processed foods from the indigenous. Um, um, culture and the indigenous food and how they were chewing. And it's the mastication that's so important. And then we go into the airway, you know, with Dr. Rayo and Dr. Right. Dr. Jared Caratola, right. and we talk about breastfeeding and eating and chewing on hard food when we're a child to create the stem cells. So we create the palate. There's a lot to nutrition, what and we eat and our airway and following our instinct. And, and how and, your
1: body will uh, morph depending on what you're eating, because what Weston A. Price found is that uh, people in New Guinea, when they were, when he first photographed them, they had beautiful, fantastic U arches in their upper palate and their teeth were all very beautiful and straight. And when they were introduced to more of a Western diet, uh, within a generation, all of that absolutely changed. The teeth became crooked, the palates became more arched. And, um,
0: and illness started and, to, ins- and a
1: different type of illness started to manifest for them. And those sure. that are
0: watching, there's two things behind us on the, in the studio right now, which is our sound of soul, um, device. And the other is our dental chart, because that's how important, you know, we, we understand that every tooth in the mouth is relating to an organ system, but how we chew and how we bite and what we eat, we become a filter. Absolutely. Like we've talked about it before, you know, you are made up of the food you've eaten Absolutely. for the last amount of yep. years, months yep. or whatever. That's what you're are made up of. So you have a little banana in there, you have a little blueberry in there and so forth. So it's important for us to realize that there is no perfect diet. It's important for us to realize that we have some instincts we need to follow. And
1: the physical body is made a certain way to eat certain foods. So if we really look at the anatomy, it'll guide you on what you should eat. And uh, ultimately, you know, we're the greatest of the great apes. Yeah. And so, you know, for 50, 60,000 years, the body hasn't changed and um our diets have changed dramatically and we can see that you know the primary killers in our society in the western world are cancer heart disease heart disease number one cancer number two and diabetes number three for me all three of them are lifestyle food related illnesses there's no doubt about it and it doesn't mean that you need to be so strict on a diet that that becomes an issue because that can absolutely become an issue so the flexibility is good um and feed the body what it needs and i know there's a lot of emotional aspects to eating and people find a lot of joy in food and we should Mm -hmm. i think the last thing i would say is um you know dr emoto talked about how thoughts and words affect water and um, that's absolutely a fact and our food is primarily water the more food the more vegetables and fruits we eat you're getting a ton of water and so taking a moment and having reverence for the fact that this life form is giving up its life to support this body. And this body is nothing more than the food I've eaten over a period of time and have accumulated that food. It's the food body.
0: Whether that's a cucumber or a piece of chicken. Doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: Body's going to take it in. It's giving
0: its life for you to survive.
1: And if you take a moment and just acknowledge that, you'll actually change the molecular structure. structure of the water that the that the food is manifested. You take a moment, you you um, you know, give some thanks for that
0: and pray uh, over it. Yeah, that's <laughs>
1: why all cultures really have some aspect of praying over your food. It's also very good if you eat your food with your fingers. I know we tell our kids, "Oh, don't don't eat your food with your fingers." Uh the truth is that you should eat your food with your fingers because again, there's another Aspect of understanding what this food is before it gets into the body. Uh, your hands are full of autonomic nervous system fibers. They understand energetically what you're picking up, and so you're already telling the body, "This is what I'm taking in to be part of the system." So,
0: and in general, we probably just all eat too much food.
1: And absolutely, I think people yeah. in general eat too much food, especially after 45 years old. Two meals a day is fantastic. Yeah. You know, right? When I'm and little, skip a
0: meal now and then. It's not going to kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and when I'm little and I'm growing, uh you know, I mean, I may need more nutrition, more, more dense nutrition, but uh, by the time I'm 40 45 years old, I want to give a break to my digestive tract. A good way to do that is to actually do a fast. Uh, the full moon fast is an easy way to do it and here comes the full moon. So we're going to do a little fast. It doesn't mean it has to be 24 hours, but I like to go from a dinner on Monday night all the way through to a dinner on Tuesday night.
0: Yeah.
1: And that way Psychologically, we know I'm going to eat and I'm not doing this long extended fast because that can throw folks into what I think of as starvation mode where the body's going to hold everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So giving the digestive tract a break where it doesn't have to work real hard uh, once a month is, it can be really beneficial for folks. Constipation will disappear and um, you can get used to it and the body will feel good. You feel energized because of it. Because on the bottom line, cellularly,
0: cellularly very <laughs> our state. bodies
1: receive about 90 percent of our energy through actually breathing air mm-hmm. and you get about 10 percent of the body through the eating of food
0: and solar power we're absolutely we need solar, to be in the sun we yeah. need to get in the sun we need yeah. the ions from the sun we need the energy right. from the sun that's important as well we're all there's not nothing that's alive on the plant that's not solar powered right mostly us so, and our cells go. communicate through light so back to his original sentence We eat too much food. It's energy that heals you. And I eat air. Welcome to Ian Kennedy. (laughs) My amazing husband. So We
1: take in some energy for sure from oxygen. That's just a cellular thing. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So this was a little clip into the idea that there is no perfect diet welcome to no rules here at not meds and we we hope that you gathered a lot of information today if we if you felt like this really jived for you please share this with your friends and family um, we really appreciate all your time that you give us through our podcast we both truly love educating we truly love getting that information out there and we thank you for your time today this is a little bonus feature on our podcast about nutrition and enjoy it we'll see you next time on the beats
1: Eat like a monkey.